If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast self-evolution regardless and after that i say crappy painful episode i say i'm feeling a little bit better and i'd like to continue with you the personal bill of rights series and today's right is a very important personal right is that right number 34 which states i have a right to grieve over actual or threatened losses now we talked about this right before and It's right number three, I have a right to grieve over what I didn't get that I needed or what I got that I didn't want or need. But this one is more of either like actual or threatened losses that one may actually grieve over. So what happens in toxic relationships is that we get to bury everything and leave everything behind and have to move on with our lives as quickly as possible. Pretend that nothing happened, pretend that everything's fine, it's just a, you know, phase and it's gone and now we have to go back to the old rhythm of life and just go with it and everything is going to be okay. But I've done research about this very, very important piece of right and it's such a masterpiece to have to understand this. It's such a masterpiece, is right, honestly, and it's important to understand it. So the source I looked from is actually a PDF document from the website helpguide.org, and they talk, they have articles about a lot of psychological topics that pertain to psychology, and very interesting, uh 
you know, um, very science-based and neutral information that is unbiased. And one of which, actually, like, the thing is, they have articles that you can actually save as PDF documents, and that's what I did, so yeah. So, um, I'm going to be talking about the right to grieve over actual or, or threatened losses. So what is grief, anyway? I just didn't, I don't think I talked about grief in depth in the previous episode about this personal right of grieving over getting not, getting that which is not needed or wanted, or not getting that which is needed or wanted. Grief is a natural response to losses. It's the emotional uh, suffering you get when something or someone you love is taken away. I mean, even objects can be loved, you know, can be cherished. They can be taken into a precious account. And when they're lost or get taken away, it's pretty natural to grieve over their loss. And it also pertains to someone whom you may love, who may have passed away. The pain of loss can feel can feel overwhelming sometimes. Um, it can even that's more comfortable. Oh sorry. <laughs> uh, where am I? So yeah, uh, you may experience several kinds of difficult emotions like shock from shock, to anger, to disbelief, to guilt, to profound sadness. And even it can, it can project itself into even physical symptoms like lack of sleep, eating, or even thinking well. And all in all, these are not normal reactions to grief. Nobody's supposed to be happy or acting, uh, you know, normal or peaceful towards any kind of grief, I suppose. Especially if grief is um, towards something or someone that you love, that you really genuinely love so much. All those feelings and all those symptoms are pretty natural for anybody to go through. So actual or threatened losses may include but aren't limited to divorce, relationship breakup, loss of health, loss of a job, loss of financial stability, a miscarriage, retirement, death of a pet, which I had happened to me, uh, loss of a cherished dream, a loved one's serious illness, loss of a friendship, loss of safety after trauma, and selling the family home. I'm not saying that neither of these happened, but they, they pretty much happened. Um, to a certain extent. And uh, if you have any of these happen to you, I'm very sorry and I wish you uh, the best and I wish you can, I hope that you can face, you know, go through the process of grief which is absolutely normal and that you get to the point where you can move on uh, the best way you can in your life.
this is a very difficult topic and it's not easy to uh, act as if nothing happened. So whatever the loss, it's personal to you. So don't feel ashamed about what you feel or believe it's somehow only appropriate to grieve over certain things. And here I added, and other things would be ridiculous or a source of mockery or embarrassment if you have to grieve over them. So since it's personal to you and it's absolutely individual, you have every single right to grieve over whatever thing or person that you, that you cherished and loved in your life. You're not supposed to be told that you're supposed to grieve over certain things and leave other things not grieved for just because it feels awkward or wrong and that's not really making any sense, basically. Whatever the cause of your grief, there are healthy ways to cope with the pain that in time can ease your sadness and help you come to terms with your loss, find new meaning, and eventually move on. The grieving process is divided into... Oh, wait a minute. Uh, not yet. So, grieving is a highly personal, individual experience. There's no right or wrong way to, to grieve. I mean, I hear a lot of people say, like, you're supposed to cry over a certain period of time, or you're supposed to not see anybody for a certain amount of days or weeks until that period is gone. And if you do otherwise, you're wrong. I don't think that's actually right. It doesn't make sense. And this statement is actually true. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. You know, people grieve differently and it's totally okay. Because it's highly personal. Have you grieved? Sorry, how you grieve depends on many factors, including your personality and coping style your life experience, your faith, and how significant the loss was to you. Obviously, it depends on you and only you. Because it's a highly personal experience, therefore, it doesn't make it equal for everybody else. And they have no right to tell you otherwise. Inevitably, the grieving process takes time. Healing happens gradually. It cannot be forced or hurried. And there is no normal timetable for grieving. Like, there's no, for example, you're supposed to grieve for three months, and that's the normal grieving time that you should be able to grieve over this thing, over this loss. And if you uh, take longer than three months to grieve over that loss, then you must seek therapy because you're too slow to heal or, like, you're not mentally stable to heal after grieving that's not that's not actually true and there is no normal timetable everybody takes their time gradually and grieves uh the for for the appropriate amount of time that they take because it depends again on the personality the coping style the life experience and faith and how significant the loss is to that person. So it's important to be patient with yourself and allow the process to 
naturally unfold instead of rushing it or ignoring it, worse, worse yet. So the stages of grief are, first of all, denial, then anger, then bargaining, then depression, then acceptance. It's, it's complicated, it's difficult, I know, for sure. Um, but that's the natural process of having to grieve over the losses that happened to us. Otherwise, we cannot process the loss and we find ourselves um, facing it instead of facing it all the time and expressing these emotions very, very, in a very exaggerated way instead of peacefully and in and, and, and a healthy way coping with them. So emotional symptoms of grief. We have shock and disbelief. This is pretty normal. You may feel numb, have trouble believing that the loss really happened, even deny the truth. And that's the natural process of the brain. You cannot deny it. You cannot... I mean, you cannot deny that that's the natural process of the brain, basically, but you cannot automatically accept it, like immediately accept it once it's gone or once the loss has happened. You, I'm sorry, you keep denying and asking questions and you cannot believe it happening because you're shocked. If someone you love has died, you may keep expecting them to show up even though you know they're gone. Which is why sometimes, as you see in movies, like, if someone, if the, if the, like, the main character lost someone important in her life, they would imagine them, the, the dead person, the deceased, sorry, to show up when, when actually they're already gone. But it's painful and hard to see. It's definitely, uh, causes goosebumps, I'd say, to see that happen to people, but that is what happens to a lot of people. Then sadness. Profound sound sadness is probably the most universally experienced symptom of grief. You may have feelings of emptiness, despair, yearning, or deep loneliness, but, of course, this... This does not translate to someone having depression automatically, okay? This is related to grief. Someone has died. Depression or clinical depression has different symptoms and different um, emotions involved. You may also cry a lot or feel emotionally unstable, and this is also part of the natural process of going through the grief when you have something or someone uh, that's gone. Guilt. You may regret or feel guilty about things you did or didn't say or do. You may also feel guilty about certain things. After a death, you may even feel guilty for not doing something to prevent the death, even if there was nothing more you could have done. And the guilt is sort of like... Because now it's too late, like, I can't fix it. Like, I can't, I wish I could have said this or done this to save it, to prevent the death. 
from happening. And that's the guilt. It's, it's the feeling you get when something that is not done or that is done, but it's too late for it and you really wish you could undo it or do it differently. Basically. Anger. Even if the loss was nobody's fault, you may feel angry or resentful. You may feel the need to blame someone for the injustice that was done to you. Reasonable. And fear. A significant loss can trigger a host of worries and fears. You may feel anxious, helpless, or insecure, especially if you have always considered that person or thing to always be your sidekick no matter how hard things get. Um, they're always... They always got your back and they're always there for you. So now that you're, now that they're gone, you're terrified of the world right now because you're going to have to face it on your own without that person or thing around. You may even have panic attacks, which is a physical symptom of fear. The death of a loved one can trigger fears about your own mortality or facing life without that person. So now that you're thinking that person has died or that thing is gone, you might actually now think about yourself and you are now terrified of your own death because everybody dies eventually, but you see it happen so quickly and that person is gone and now you're terrified of your own death, which is also a natural part of the grief. Seek support for loss and grief. Definitely don't let yourself be alone in this traumatic experience. Uh, not really traumatic, but it's in this difficult, challenging process, better said. Um, so here are a few ways you can seek support in, uh, for loss and grief. Turn to friends and family members. Okay, just put a side note here, just real quick. If the bloodline is toxic and abusive, turn to people who can love you unconditionally and got your back in these tough times without uh, any sort of like criticism or judgment or belittlement on their part of you. So, and consider them as your own friends and family. But if you have healthy, loving friends and family, then why not do the following? Rather than avoiding them, these people, draw friends and loved ones close. Okay, we need social interaction in these times. We definitely need uh, a hell of a talk to do and conversations and spend time together face-to-face -to -face and accept the assistance offered. Tell them what you need so they know how they can help you out. Because a lot of times, if you don't know them what your what your needs are or what you want from them, they will not know how to help out. So it's okay to tell them what you need so that they can know what to expect from you. It can be a shoulder to cry on, help with financial, uh, I mean, <laughs> sorry, funeral arrangements, or just someone to hang out with and just have a talk, like to allow, get things out. Times like these uh, need someone to be there. When desperate times call for desperate measures. Definitely. Another way is accept that many people feel awkward when trying to comfort, uh, comfort someone who's grieving. 
they may feel unsure about how to com uh, comfort you and end up saying or doing the wrong things. So you might just, you know, let them know that it is okay. It is not supposed to be awkward. You know, if you're, uh, if they don't understand clearly what's going on, make sure you clarify things for them and let them know that this can happen to anybody. And if, if you haven't gone through a process of grief now, you might. I'm sorry, but you might. And these things happen and it's part of nature. But don't use that as an excuse to re re retreat into your shell and avoid social contact. Of course, just because people may feel... Just because people might feel weird about um, comforting others and they're afraid of saying or doing the wrong things, it doesn't make it an excuse for you to close in on yourself and just be alone. If a friend or loved one reaches out to you, it's because they care. So do not, like, don't just hang up or ignore them. When they reach out to you, it's it's that they care. And it's important to have a social interaction despite how hard this might be. It's a tough time for sure, but make sure that there is a social interaction with these people who truly care because they actually take the initiative to reach out. Another way, draw comfort from your faith. If you follow a religious tradition, embrace the comfort its morning rituals can provide. And this is totally beneficial and absolutely soul comforting, especially during these very, very difficult times of going through the grief of having to lose someone or something precious, especially someone who's a loved one. Spiritual activities that are meaningful to you, like praying, meditation, or going to church or mosque or whatever temple you go to, uh, you know, depending on your religion, they will for sure, uh, you know, comfort your spirit and body and mind and and because they also provide morning uh, rituals that can be done to try to ease the grief process that we have to go through. Take care of yourself as you grieve. So, social groups and social help is and support is helpful and it's definitely something that uh, is beneficial, but you you should also take not forget you should also not forget to take care of yourself and to um not neglect your own needs and wants while going through this difficult process face your feelings you can try to suppress your grief but you cannot avoid it forever in order to heal you have to acknowledge the pain Unsolved grief 
can also lead to complications such as depression, anxiety, substance abuse, and health problems. So if you're having a lot of feelings like ang- like the ones we mentioned before, sadness, guilt, anger, fear, uh, you should be able to face them and, you know, come clear with them and not bury them or act like it's totally fine, you're going to move on pretty fast, okay? Because the longer you bury them, the more harm they can do to you. Sorry, mentally and physically. Uh, next, express your feelings in a tangible or creative way. Write about your loss in the journal, as detailed and specific as you can, so that you can see your thoughts in front of you and don't have to think about it about them as much, and the thoughts will get less and less intense. If you've lost someone you loved, this is a good one. Write a letter saying the things you never got to say. So instead of eating yourself up over the things you should have said or you shouldn't have said or done or shouldn't have done, write them a letter. Imagine that you're sending this letter that is handwritten, preferably, to this person you've lost and confess to them. You know, just confess. Say the things mention all the things you should have said and done and shouldn't have said or done and that way you're you feel like you're communicating with this person spiritually and it's definitely a way for you to let things out instead of allowing them to eat you up this is a very very good idea as well get involved in a cause or organization that was important to you um this cause or organization, actually, the activities that they will do will most likely distract you from having to think about the grief and the this person and losing them and all the sadness and pain. Actually, it'll fulfill your life and add meaning to it. So now that you've lost someone, you can actually compensate that by helping someone else who's in need. And look what you've got. You've hit two birds with one stone, or one rock. I forgot, I forgot the freaking proverb, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, Try to maintain your hobbies and interests. Please, please, please do not fall into that sinking hole of forgetting about the world and forgetting about everything because you've lost this person. Maintain your hobbies and interests and just... Try to distract yourself with with the hobbies and interests you've always had. Get back to the activities that bring you joy and connect you closer to others. Obviously, if activities also involve social interactions, be sure you maintain them as well, because these can help to uh, these can help you come to terms with your loss in the grieving process. Don't let anyone tell you how to feel, and don't tell yourself how to feel either. Your grief is your own, and no one else can tell you when it's time to move on or get over it, okay? No one else has the right to do that. Let yourself feel whatever you feel without embarrassment or judgment. It is absolutely okay to feel whatever it is you're feeling. There's no need to be to feel weak 
or just useless if you feel any kind of way. It's okay to be angry, to yell at your, to yell at the heavens, to cry or not cry. It's also okay to laugh and find moments of joy and let go when you're ready. It, you know, feelings don't always have to be so negative and so painful. You can just also just find those moments of laughter and joy and let go when you're ready. You know, just let your feelings flow. You don't have to force them or uh, suppress them. Plan ahead for grief triggers. Anniversaries, holidays, and milestones can reawaken memories and feelings. Therefore, be prepared for an emotional wallop and know that it is completely natural. If they remind you of this person, of the, the loss of the grief, just expect that your feelings are going to go into a small storm. But it's only going to be for a while and just, you know, be sure that it's going to pass and that it's absolutely natural. It's part of the normal process. Look after your physical health. The mind and body are absolutely connected. When you feel healthy physically, you'll be better able to cope emotionally. Combat stress and fatigue by getting enough sleep, eating right, and exercising. Okay, it's extremely important to take care of your physical health just as you take care of your mental health so that you can heal uh, not faster but in a more efficient way. I hope I'm not misunderstood at this point. Complicated grief, though, complicated grief is like being stuck in an intense state of mourning and it can be very difficult and symptoms of this complicated grief can include but also are not limited to intense longing and yearning for your deceased loved one intrusive thoughts or images of your loved ones denial of the death and sense of disbelief imagining that your loved one is alive searching for your deceased loved one is in familiar places Avoiding things that remind you of the loved one. Extreme anger or bitterness over your loss and or feeling that that life is empty and meaningless. This happens depending on several reasons and because of a lot of factors that may intervene. But this is where it's important to seek professional help. So when to seek professional help for grief? Treatment can be can help you get better, obviously, if especially if you're feeling stuck in this intense state of mourning and you feel like you can't get out of it and you're having a phase of depression here and you're having suicidal thoughts and you're hitting everything and you're hitting everybody and you're hitting yourself, this is where you should consider... Um, seeking professional help contact a grief counselor or professional therapist if you feel like life isn't worth worth living which is one of the depression symptoms wish you had died with your loved one again suicidal thoughts blame yourself for the loss or for failing to prevent it 
feel numb and disconnected from others for more than a few weeks, are having difficulty trusting others since your loss, and unable are unable to perform your normal daily activities. And all of these pertain to clinical depression. And if you have any of these symptoms or more, you should seek professional help to help you heal gradually. And as long as you can take, but most importantly, to go through the natural process of grief with as little pain as possible. Okay? So, I'm pretty sure anybody could go through this. It's not something that happens to exceptional special people. Anybody can go through these things. They can have things that are lost, unfortunately. People that have gone. I want to say that I'm extremely sorry for anybody's losses in here and I hope you get through life and take care of yourself and seek support if you can and don't let the grief uh, control your life and remember if you have or have gone through toxic relationships what they do is they is they never allow you to go through the natural process of grief which is what I talked about here so and and you feel like you're you're suffocating you feel like you're you're dying inside because you're not going through the process of grieving over this thing that really mattered to you or this person who really meant so much to you so, if having to go through an abusive relationship disallows you to go through the natural process of grief, make sure that you repeat this right to yourself. You, I have a right to grieve over actual or threatened losses. It is absolutely okay to go through the grieving process of having to lose things or people that you cherished a lot, that you considered to be precious to you a lot in your life, okay? Don't let anybody tell you that it is ridiculous to grieve over a job that is lost, a PlayStation that is sold, a guitar that is sold, I don't know, a cat that has died, a miscarriage, any sort of example, no matter how life gets hard, there must be something that you lose. So if you lose that, that thing that is really significant to you, that meant a lot to you, don't let anybody tell you you have no right to grieve over it. If you have to go through those feelings of guilt, not shame, but guilt, sadness, fear, anger. It's absolutely okay to go through them as part of the natural process of grief. But if you find yourself constantly stressed out and feeling like you're overwhelmed by these emotions that you keep suppressing because you're afraid of 
the abuser's reaction every time. Um, that they will belittle you or judge you or criticize or discard you for that matter. If you ever express any of those feelings, don't be afraid to disconnect from them. If not going absolutely no contact, at least distance, distance yourself from them mentally and spiritually and maintain a physical distance from them at least. Minimize the contact you have with this abusive person who doesn't care, who doesn't care at all in this world about but themselves. About anything but themselves. Don't give a damn about these people who are so entitled and so into themselves. They always want supply out of you. And the grief that you're trying to go through must be suppressed and must be kept hidden. Because you must always provide supply for these vampires. Okay? They are parasites. They are sick, cunning, twisted minds that are eating you up. So don't let them eat you up, okay? You have the right to go over grief. Over anything or anybody you lost. Because it is absolutely natural. And the experience of having to go through grief is totally personal and highly individual. And you can take as long as you can to heal from grief. No one should ever tell you how to feel or even let yourself tell you how to feel. Or that you should move on already or that it is that you have grown too old for this or that all those painful expressions. Don't let anybody tell you that. You have the right to grieve over threatened or actual losses. No matter what. And that is part of the natural nature of things. And just remember this. Right. Remember that you have this right. So, folks, that's a wrap for this episode. And as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> uh, just kidding. I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where you'll find my podcast available. Like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and recently... I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.